The mysterious. The paranormal. Come join us where the veil is thin. It's the All Things Strange podcast. You can follow the show on Facebook where you can join our group and interact with the hosts. On Discord. And on Discord. Look for all of our links in the description on the link tree. Now we have merchandise on Redbubble. Check it out. I just ordered some stuff. It's not here yet. Including stickers. Yep. Today's topic is... Wait for it. (laughs) The Illuminati. That was just as bad. No, that was better. Was it? It was. It was much better. Okay. Well, we got to come up with something structured because we're just kind of saying stuff. You know what we should do? What? We should ask our listeners for some intro ideas. Yeah. Or we could have a shorter music cue. No. You like that music I cue? I do. We have to keep the OG. Gotta the keep surfer the from Mars. OG show going. We got some messages popping up in the live show chat here. The Unforgiven Agent says, what's up, Agent? Say, hey, what's up, Unforgiven Agent? And, uh, you know, Svoli says his internet is always down. Yeah, I'm starting to think that ETA... Uh, if he doesn't want to do research that day, he's like, oh, sorry, guys, my internet's down. I can't do it. Yeah, he's not that remote. It's not like he's in, like, Antarctica or something. And he has a cell phone. I mean, he could just look on his cell phone. You know what I mean? All right. Well, Degenerate, welcome to the live show. You were finally able to make one, huh? Um, let's see. Oh, Tyrannosquatch. Can you hear us? Because sometimes it doesn't work on Discord. Tyrannosquatch says, I thought I was losing it because I couldn't hear anything. Turns out volume is important. Okay, good. He can hear us. All right. All right. We're good to go. Sometimes Discord, it just, uh, for whatever reason, you just can't hear my audio. And I'll check. I'll even check. It has a thing where you can do a mic check. And it'll show that my mic's working. And yet the audience can't hear for some reason. I don't know why. But all right. Let's get to it. The Illuminati. This one was voted upon by our Patreon subscribers. Support the show on Patreon. The first tier will get you early access and after hours. The medium tier gets you bonus content. And the final tier will get you the ability to vote on upcoming episodes like the Illuminati. All right, let's get to it. This is a fun one. The Illuminati is actually a card game by Steve Jackson Games inspired (laughs) by the Illuminatus trilogy by Wilson Wilson and Shea. And that's all there is to it. End of show. That's the whole episode. Have you ever played this game, Agent Ether? Illuminati? Yeah, we used to play it in high school. No, I don't I don't recall. I don't think I did. And if it was out there, I guarantee my parents would not have let me play it. That sounds oh, too yeah. close to like the Ouija board and Magic the Gathering for them to feel comfortable with my involvement. It was a well, I think it's still out there somewhere, but it's a game based on um, you know, conspiracies. And your goal is basically to take over the world. <laughs> well, I like it. And it's it's a very silly game. It's not serious. It's like a comedy game. And the version I played, you were allowed to cheat as long as you didn't get caught. Oh. Kind of a thing, you know. So it, it was a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun with that one. Very nice. <laughs> but that's actually not what this episode is about. This episode is about the Illuminati, which these days seems to be used as like a catch-all phrase for kind of any secret group with some sort of nefarious aims, whether it's devil worshiping, human sacrifice, or just trying to take over the world. Yeah, especially a lot of New World Order ties. We had a whole episode on New World Order, and as I was looking into the Illuminati, I felt like there were a lot of ties there. Yeah, there definitely are, for sure. But let's talk about the origin of the term, the Illuminati. There have actually been quite a number of groups throughout the years, going way back, like a thousand years even, that have called themselves some version of the Illuminated or the Illuminati. You know, it translates differently, you know, depending on which religion. But most people, when they talk about the Illuminati, are talking about the Bavarian Illuminati. That's kind of where this one originates from. This was a secret society founded on May 1st, 1776 in Bavaria. So this is kind of an older one. It goes back quite a ways. They were originally founded to oppose superstition and, uh, well, various things. They were, they were 
sort of founded in response to certain things going on in their day, but they did not like uh, superstition, religious influence over public life, abuses of state power, and uh, obscurantism, which is deliberately presenting information in an abstruse or imprecise manner that limits further inquiry and understanding of the subject. That sounds a lot like grad school to me. Yeah. (laughs) I once had to read an entire book about... um, you know, this, I, I was going to, I was going to get an excerpt and read a paragraph just because it's so ridiculous, but I forgot to, but <laughs> just all they're talking about is calling, you know, instead of music notes, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, they put a number on everything and they use this really complicated wording to say, basically, they're going to analyze music using numbers instead of note names. It's really stupid. It's like the dumbest thing I ever had to do. <laughs> but uh, we'll, I'll, I won't bore you with that paragraph. I just It's just hilarious because I read that paragraph and most people are like, huh, what does that mean? So, well, it means that we're going to call, we're going to, instead of letters, we're going to use numbers. That's all that means. <laughs> but it's it's incomprehensible. All right. The, the order of the day is to put an end to the machination, machinations of the purveyors of injustice to control them without dominating them. That's a quote I found somewhere. I don't know. It was founded by Adam Weishaupt. He was the only non-clergy professor at the University of Ingolstadt. The other kids were mean to him, so he decided he didn't like them very much. That's pretty much his origin story. He was the only non-clergy professor. The other professors just messed with him endlessly. I guess they didn't like him or whatever. I don't even know how he got his job. But yeah, he's he was like, all right, well, I don't like you guys, so I'm going to start my own secret society. Awesome. Screw you guys. I'm going home. So his idea, you know, he wanted to spread the ideas of the Enlightenment, basically, with some friends. The Age of Enlightenment or the Age of Reason, just to review some history here that I'd completely forgotten, (laughs) to be honest, uh, this was an intellectual and philosophical movement in Europe in the 17th and 18th centuries, and the ideas were human happiness, pursuit of knowledge obtained by means of reason, ideals like natural law, liberty, progress, toleration, fraternity, constitutional government, and separation of church and state. Now, is this the time period, correct me if I'm wrong, where there were like salons you could go to and everybody would get together during the Age of Enlightenment, especially in France, and they would have all these conversations, like philosophical conversations. Am I Um, thinking of the right time period? I'm not sure. They probably drank a lot of absinthe, though. Yes. Is that what you're thinking of? I don't know. Anything where there's a lot of alcohol and philosophy gets involved. Yeah. (laughs) Then people become enlightened. Yeah, I'll tell you another thing, man. That's not cool when the priest said I couldn't, I couldn't cheat on my wife, man. That's not, (laughs) that's not cool, man. I don't know what, I have no idea. I have no idea. (laughs) Um, I don't know. What are you going to complain about? You know, I I guess you always got to complain about something. No, I was thinking more of them like arguing about famous philosophers. Oh, okay. But, uh, yeah, priests. Would, Would you like to have a conversation? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So Adam dipped his toe in Freemasonry, kind of trying it out a little bit, but he found that it was too expensive for him, (laughs) (laughs) and they didn't really like his ideas anyways. So he decided to make his own secret society based on Freemasonry, but inserting his own ideas into the structure. And this was the Illuminati. This was the, yeah, this is the Illuminati. Okay, this actually explains a lot of stuff I've read about Freemasonry and the Illuminati, so there's a huge connection there. Huge connection. Absolutely, yeah. His first, before naming it the Illuminati, he named it Bund der Verkeptibilisten, <laughs> P-E-R-F-E-K-T-I-B-I-L-I-S-T-E-N. How would oh, you pronounce those that? those silly Germans. I don't know because I'm not looking at your screen. I would have to read that. That sounds like eight different words mashed together. Which, which is, is typical. That's something the Germans do. Perfect, perfectibilisten, something like that. But eventually he changed that name because... Americans don't speak German. <laughs> no, no, because it was too weird. <laughs> the name was just too weird, I guess. And uh, he changed it because nobody liked it, I suppose. Okay, I found the longest <clears throat> German word ever. Okay. It is 42 letters long. Oh, and the, it, the answer it, to the question of life, the, the universe, meaning, and everything. Yeah, and it's yeah. a steamship company captain 
Donaud Amf Schiffart Gesellschaftskapitan. Nice. I think I did an excellent job with that, considering. Couldn't they just say Kapitan? <laughs> yeah, but this is very specific, and they'll do this. They, they need specific words for specific things, so it's just one word. Yeah, but that's like a whole sentence in the context. Well, forget it. We'll, <laughs> we don't want to. We don't want to do a tangent about tangent. about German words. That's okay, too, moving along. Yeah. So he, Adam and four students were the founding members of the Illuminati, and they adopted the Owl of Minerva as their symbol. Uh, the Owl of Minerva, or the Owl of Athena, is a symbol of knowledge, wisdom, and perspicacity. Wow. And erudition. I don't even know what that means. It's uh, wisdom and stuff. <laughs> the, uh, the owl itself has a strange backstory based on the, the um, figure or the, I guess, mythological figure of Nicotamini. N-Y-C-T-I-M-E-N-E. And that's a whole other story in and of itself that's just really kind of bizarre, actually, where Nicotamini was um, raped by her father. And she went and hid in the woods in shame. And Athena uh, turned her into an owl <laughs> or something. Wow, okay. It's, there's a lot more to it. That's the short, short, short version. Very strange story. So the members of the Illuminati all used aliases within the society. For example, the leader, Adam, called himself Spartacus because why not? The other founding members were Ajax, Agathon, <laughs> Tiberius, and Erasmus Roterdamus, Roterodamus, Roterodamus, yeah, Roterodamus. Erasmus, you can tell clearly tell just by his name that he was the troublemaker of the group, was kicked out for being a nuisance <laughs> pretty shortly after he joined. But at some point, originally he did use that ridiculous name, but at some point they needed a rebrand and considered the B order. <laughs> Like B-E-E? -E? Yeah, B-E, -E, like bzz, the B order, because I guess bees are popular? I don't know. Because they have a hive mind. Maybe. Yeah, maybe that's it. But instead, they eventually landed upon Illuminaten Orden, Illuminaten Orden, or Order of the Illuminati, which is a much cooler name. And what I find so interesting and kind of strange is if they had gone with the B order, we would not be talking about them today. In fact, nobody would have ever even heard of them outside of some historians. But, you know, the Illuminati, that's one of the coolest names ever for an organization. So, of course, we're going to remember them. All right, by 1778, the group had grown to a massive 12 members, um, well, actually it was just a super, <laughs> super exclusive group, right? 12 members? Yeah, 12 members. Okay. This is more like a club at this point. <laughs> yeah, it's a couple, couple of nerds hanging out, getting drunk and saying, and another thing. And you talking know? about philosophy in the New World Order. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So at some point, Ajax left the group. Aw. Now there's only 11 members. Yeah. But Xavier von Zvok, who was a newer member... Recruit continued recruiting and he was successful. And by the end of 1778, they had 27 members. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Big group, right? They're growing. And by, <laughs> by this point, they had come up with three different ranks. Remember, he wait, wanted, wait, wait, there's 27 members, but they have to have three ranks. Yeah, there's three ranks. Yeah. Oh, come on. That's just going to be like original founders. You've been here a while, and you're a newbie. Yeah, pretty much. But it's remember, he took his ideas from Masonry, and Masonry is real big on the ranks. Okay. They got a bunch of ranks. I don't know. Like, there's 33, and then there's, like, extra ranks beyond that that are different depending on where you go. I don't know. There's a whole thing to it. Kind of like black belts. Yeah, exactly. Kind of like black level. belts, yeah. So they had just three. They had novice. Minerval and Illuminated Minerval. Those were their three Minerval? Ranks. What's a Minerval? Well, that's the Minerval, the owl. Oh, the owl, right. Yeah. Yeah, so the they're basically on that. The owl of Athena. Yeah, or, or Minerva, the owl of Minerva, also okay. known as that. So that's like, you know, the symbol of wisdom. Interestingly enough, who else uses an owl as their symbol? Bohem were oh, you oh, Bohemian Grove. Yeah, were you on that one? I was. I don't remember if we you were did, on that We did. We talked about it because it was so close to our house. Yeah, and I guess that some people say that that's a satanic symbol, the owl is. But to be fair, it goes way back 
you know, pre-Christianity even. So, I mean, maybe, I don't know, could be. Only the Minerval rank had a complicated ceremony at this point where the member was given a password and secret signs. Ooh. So the type of people they were looking for were Christians of good character. And they specifically excluded Jews, pagans, women, monks, and members of other secret societies. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you got to be real specific. Yeah, we don't want Only wanna... certain people can be enlightened. Yeah, exactly. No, for sure. There, There's... A certain most clubs will have a certain exclusivity because if it wasn't exclusive, then nobody would want to join, right? Well, I don't want to join if they don't want women. Well, there. they don't want you anyway, so you're not invited. I don't invited. want to join. You're not invited. Make my own club of freaking <laughs> 27 members. But it's funny they would exclude women and use the Owl of Athena, and they would even call their, you know, their ranks are named after a woman. I'm pretty sure Minerva is a girl's name. Yeah, right? yeah. So it's it's strange that they would, ex whatever, this was a long time ago when women weren't allowed to do anything anyways, so I suppose it shouldn't be all that surprising. But, okay, so here's a quote. Favored candidates were rich, docile, willing to learn, and aged 18 to 30. <laughs> so they wanted docile, rich, docile people, rich, docile, young so people. So they can shape them into their ideas. Yeah. And philosophy. And hopefully mooch off of their And take coffin. their money. Yeah. Take their money. <laughs> Yeah, trust us, bro. Just give us, you know, just give us like 10,000 bucks, bro. It's, you know, it's part of the enlightenment process. <laughs> oh, no, Unforgiven Agent has been writing in the wrong chat. Yeah, we started the live show chat uh, before they actually had this particular version of the live show. Can't you take the channel off? I could, I could take it off, but I still use it sometimes. If I'm going to upload like a picture or an image or something or a comment because I don't want to open this audio on my phone. So sometimes it's easier to just use the other chat and just Too say confusing. I know it's very complicated, two different chats. Well, we're just, we're going to have to do a new forum because you've been mentioning other opportunities for other platforms and discord's not the most user friendly. It'd be awesome to have a different kind of comment format. Yeah, I'm working on it. Um, I've been learning how to do, video editing because I want to put some stuff up on YouTube. I want to put all our back episodes up there. And uh, I've been learning um, DaVinci Resolve. I've been looking at some tutorials for that. DaVinci Resolve is a really good video editor. It's a fully functioning video editor. It can do everything that the professional programs could do. In fact, it is a professional program. And can you guess how much it costs, Agent Ether? It's free. It's totally free which is really cool so that, you know, people like me who don't want to spend 600 bucks or whatever it is on a video editing program, we can edit some videos and not have to pay for it. It's really cool. But there is a little bit of a learning curve. What are you, what are you doing over there? Let's go. I'm so excited about this topic. It is a really fun topic. Not yeah, as yeah, much yeah. about you editing video. Okay. The real question, wait. Unforgiven Agent has a very important question. The okay, real question is, okay. will you do the classic anonymous face blur, lol, true crime doc style? Only for I'm, ETA. I'm not going to. ETA may want to stay anonymous because of his job, but um, I don't care. I mean, you know, I got a face made for radio. If you want to look at it, that's your problem, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I got makeup. I'm good. I'm not, I am not shy about, you know, any of that stuff. I, I don't know. Well, because... Uh, well, maybe we'll talk about it during the after hours. Okie you know? dokie. Well, we'll get back to the episode. That's one thing. I read some reviews, and that's one thing people said is too many diversions, which, you know, I appreciate the feedback. Anyways, uh, so where was I? Oh, yeah. Favorite candidates, rich, docile, willing to learn. Now, Adam did not want his people to join Freemasonry, but he joined the Masons because he was running out of ideas and he needed more material for the Illuminati. What a mooch. So he was, his plan was in order to get like secrets for the higher ranks, like, you know, the really secret stuff. He didn't have any secret stuff. He was just making it up as he went along. So he wanted some of the secret stuff. So he joined the Masons just to get material for his own secret society. He didn't really get very far. They didn't reveal any of their secrets to him. They don't just do that when you sign up. I'm guessing you have to be there for a while in order for them to turn over their secrets. 
So instead, the Illuminati set up their own Mason lo- Masonic Lodge in 1919 and 1779 so that they could learn the real secrets. <laughs> and this was actually a pretty successful move. For example, in 1780, they recruited uh, Adolf Kanigi, K-N-I-G-G-E. Reminds me of some Mighty Kin- Python. Kniggets. That's I can't read that word and not think of Kniggets. But yeah, a- Adolf Niggy, I guess you'd pronounce it, K-N-I-G-G-E. I don't know how you'd say that. But he was a Mason who wanted to reform the Masons. But when he found out about the Illuminati, he said, oh, this is perfect. This is exactly what I had in mind. So he joined them. And he was actually a really important figure for the Illuminati because he pretty much recruited everybody for them. He was a very pivotal figure for the Illuminati. He recruited lots of other Masons, but he ran into trouble because they didn't have material for the higher ranks. People kept asking him, okay, I'll join, but what about the higher ranks? You know, because the ranks, I'm not an expert on Masons, but I get the impression the ranks were based on social status. Like if you were a prince, you would be very, it would be very easy for you to work your way up to the higher ranks. And if you were just like, you know, a blacksmith or whatever, then you would probably be stuck in the lower ranks without any chance of getting higher up ever. So um, they they wanted to know what's at the top, you know, and they didn't have a top. They didn't have higher ranks. Although Adam told them that they did have higher ranks. He made up a group of mysterious people called the most serene superiors that allegedly were directing the Illuminati, they didn't exist. He just made them up entirely just to try to recruit people, (laughs) you know? Oh, we've got these really secret superiors that, you know, you can't know about. So that was a sticking point that uh, Kanigi had trouble recruiting. Um, Eventually, he had, Kanigi didn't know about this, but eventually he had to admit to Kanigi that the, it was all made up. He didn't actually have a most serene superiors. There was no higher ranks. That was just the original three. That's all they had. Now you'd think that Kanigi might, you know, be a little upset about this because he was misled. Turns out not only did he not care, but he also was willing to come up with the material necessary to create the higher ranks. He's like, all right, well, Hey, you know what? We don't have higher ranks, but we need them. Let's do it. Sounds like he's just really into it. It's like his hobby. Yeah. Well, I'm passionate about. I think he liked the underlying ideas. Yeah. Which, you know, they were, they were anti-clergy. They were anti, they were against the monarchy. It's times back then were very different. You know, religion had a much stronger hold on daily life. So a lot of people were against that kind of thing, you know, and that's basically what the Illuminati was all about, like that kind of stuff, all that enlightenment stuff, which is, you know, easily a whole other episode, probably not under the realm of the stuff we normally talk about though. So probably another podcast is better for that kind of stuff. So in 1782, Kanigi created a new system of ranks divided into three classes. Class one was the original uh, Novus Minerval and uh, Illuminatus Minor, I guess. And then, uh, oh, look at this, Freemasons for Dummies in the chat there. That is awesome. (laughs) Sweet. Is that a real book? Probably. Dude, I They have dummies books for everyone. I kind of want to get that now. There's, dude, there's a Freemason place down the street from here. Yeah, Lodge. It has the Freemason sign on it. Dude, I I definitely, I so want to go over there and like try to join or something. But they want, from what I understand, they want like monthly tithes. It's like, I don't know. I still got to send my kids to college. I don't know if I have monthly tithes for a tithes uh, for a secret club when I haven't sent my kids to college yet, you know? <laughs> Maybe when I'm older, I'll join the secret club. So class three is the mysteries. Priest, prince, mage, and king. And does, Mage? I want to be a mage. I know, me too. But does does the irony strike you? you know, right in the friggin' face where they're naming their top ranks are named stuff like priest, prince, and king when they are against the monarchy and the priesthood. Right. It's a little ironic. It's almost like, okay, well, we don't like what these guys are doing. We want to do the same stuff, just we want to be in charge. You know, it's kind of weird. I don't know if that's what they intended or if they were just using material that they were familiar with, but I just thought that that was a little bit ironic. 
Now, Knicky recruited from the top ranks of Masons, sometimes winning over an entire lodge by recruiting the leadership. By 1782, they had over 300 members, mostly due to Knicky's recruiting efforts, which is a huge step up from their 12 or 27, depending on when you're looking at it, you know. So they made some big changes. The Masons made some big changes in 72, leading to some of its most influential German members coming over to the Illuminati. They weren't happy with the changes. I, w- I won't go into all that stuff because that's a whole other episode. We want to stick to, we don't want to get diverted into the, uh, the Masons. We haven't actually done an episode on them, but we definitely should at some point. But for example, they recruited Prince Charles of Hesse. By the end of 73, they had a total of seven lodges who had basically joined them, joined the Illuminati. And many joined basically to oppose state Catholicism and the clergy who were in opposition to like liberal ideas. Most educated people resented the monarchy and the church because they tried to control information. Like they didn't even want them reading books about certain topics. And, you know, they were very backwards thinking, you know, they didn't want people to have books and libraries and all this other stuff. Uh, They weren't necessarily executing people at this time. I don't know. I'm not a historian, but they were still very much against it. So that's what, you know, educated people by educated people were probably talking about, you know, the upper class at this point and at this point in history anyways, but they were, they were against these ideas and that's why they were able, the Illuminati was so successful at recruiting them at this point. By 84, they had between 650 and 2,500 members. The number is a little vague. They don't really have great records on it. But, you know, let's say it's somewhere in the middle at 1,200 members. That's a pretty decent growth, you know, especially because they were only trying to recruit at the top. They weren't interested in recruiting the peasants, you know. Who wants peasants in their club? Yeah, we don't want no peasants in our club. This is an exclusive club. Peasants can't think. They're not free thinkers. Yeah, they're only good for paying taxes. (laughs) They recruited some powerful people during this time, such as the Grand Duke Carl Sugist, which I'm wondering, what's the difference between a Duke and a Grand Duke? One has more money. Yeah, probably that's the difference. (laughs) Um, Ernest II, also a Duke, the governor of Erfurt, and Duke Ferdinand of Brunswick. Yes, the guy who invented bowling. Bowling? Yeah, you know, Brunswick. No, I'm just kidding. I have no idea. I have no idea who Dirk, Dirk, who Duke Ferdinand was of Brunswick, but, you know, Brunswick makes bowling equipment, so I just thought I'd toss that out, you know. Stupid joke. I'm sorry. I'll edit that out. There were lots of other influential and powerful members, such as the governor of Transylvania, which is totally awesome. So I guess they recruited the vampires as well. This was actually the peak of the Illuminati. You're silly. (laughs) At this point, they became the target of the Rosicrucians, who were another branch, uh, sort of another secret society and another branch of the Masons. And they they were um, kind of a whole different thing. They They were Protestants and they supported the monarchy. So their ideas were pretty much in direct opposition to the Illuminati. So they did some stuff that went against the Illuminati, trying to counter what the Illuminati was doing. That's a whole bunch of infighting that would take a long time to go over all that stuff. So I just kind of skipped it all, but they accused the Illuminati of things like atheism, anti-religion and, um, socianism, which was a movement founded during the Protestant Reformation that was basically a different sect of Christianity, stuff like that. They were just, you know, mudslinging them and stuff. In addition to the attacks by the Rosicrucians, Adam and Carnegie had a falling out around this time. Um, and Adam didn't like all the mysticism that Carnegie was trying to put in. Remember, Carnegie was writing and coming up with all of the higher ranks, all the rituals and all that stuff that they were using. And Adam didn't really like, or Adam Weishaupt is his last name, remember? He didn't like all of the spiritual mysticism type stuff. So they had a big argument over that. And eventually, uh, Carnegie, remember the guy who was pretty much single-handedly responsible for making the Illuminati what they were, ended up leaving. 
right? He left the order because of these arguments. He's like, I'm not having fun anymore. I'm yeah. do something more fun. Yeah, he's like, oh, you took away my toys. I'll just go go back to the Masons or whatever, you know? <laughs> they like my mysticism. <laughs> so around this time, also over time in general, the order became less and less secret and more well-known with the public. Some members allegedly even bragging about, you know, like, oh, well, you know, such and such is a member and he's very powerful and stuff. And there were some cases of like, like uh, court cases where the judge who was a member of the Illuminati would side with the person in court who was also in the Illuminati, <laughs> you know? So when the public yeah, became- that doesn't happen today. Oh yeah, I'm sure that would never happen. <laughs> yeah. You would never have, you know, justices taking gifts from billionaires and not declaring them- <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, asserting their massive influence over... I'm sure that would never happen. The general public, once they were aware of the Illuminati, kind of was a little nervous. They really were not so happy about it, actually, because, like I said, they were recruiting rich and powerful people. That's who they were interested in recruiting. And a lot of the people that they recruited had powerful positions in society, whether that was in, you know, the the government or you know, just rich people in general, they were a lot of powerful people who had a lot of influence. So everybody was a little bit freaked out about this. And on March 2nd, 1919, damn, on March 2nd, 1785, Charles Theodore banned all secret societies. Wow. Boom. Gone. Yeah. It had more to do than just the Illuminati, but the Illuminati were a big part of why that happened. So, long story short, government agents... What if agents, they became more secret and then nobody knew that they were a secret society and then they well, could still exist? that might be. You, you beat your, you're just a little bit ahead uh, of me there. Yeah. <laughs> so, the government agents apparently infiltrated the order and shut it down. Pe- some people were arrested. Some people were kicked out. Adam Weishaupt was banished from the country. He wow. fled. His documents and internal correspondence were seized by the government and eventually published a couple of years later. Ouch. And I'm guessing the correspondence included things like his communications with Knigget, who, you know, like stuff, probably there's stuff in there like, hey, we don't have any ranks, let's go ahead and make them up. And stuff like that that would be very damaging to the order, you know? Yeah. So this is pretty much the end of the Illuminati. That was disbanded. Or was it? Or was it? Yeah. I mean, what if, like Agent Ether suggested, they just, they learned their lesson. And went underground. And they just went underground and said, okay, we've, we learned our lesson. We took a lot of damage. We need to just become secret. And Weishaupt, the founder, he wasn't killed or anything. He just left the country. There's no reason to think that he wouldn't have continued doing Illuminati type stuff outside of the borders of Bavaria or Germany, right? That's right. I mean, in fact... Where it just spread globally around the world. It would stand to reason that he would try to set up shop somewhere else, wherever he went. Uh, Actually, now that I think about it, I should have looked that up, but I didn't think of it at the time. (laughs) So a little bit later, in the late 17... Like 1797 and 98, there was a couple of books or memoirs published. uh, One... One was called Memoirs Illustrating the History of Jacobianism by Augustin Barul, B-A-R-R-U-E-L, and Proofs of a Conspiracy by John Robinson. These books, I don't know if they're whole books or if they're pamphlets, whatever they are, they argued that the Illuminati were still around and that they were behind things like the French Revolution. So this is probably the very beginning of modern conspiracies, right? And these publications were actually very influential, and there were a lot of derivative works that took these ideas and they published them elsewhere, like outside of Europe, for example, in the United States. Sermons were made against the Illuminati in the United States, which was probably the best publicity you could have (laughs) ever had hoped for if you were the Illuminati. They were considered a dark organization, the dark Illuminati Yeah, is what they were referred to. And it's just, you know, it's basic psychology. If you tell somebody, oh, this is real bad, don't do it, of course you're going to have people doing it, right? So this became, um, you know, first there were sermons, then it showed up in the newspapers that reported on the Illuminati, and it even became part of the political discussion for the 1800 presidential election. 
It because it became a full-blown Illuminati panic, kind of like the satanic panic, right? But naturally it died down because the Illuminati weren't actually a thing anymore. <laughs> or so, were they? Or were they? But if they were, they were deeply hidden. So it just sort of died down over time naturally. But for a while there, people were completely flipping out about a secret society that, you know, who knows all sorts of things that they attributed to this society, you know, anything and everything. It was, it was basically a witch hunt. It was pretty crazy. It's surprising just how readily people will fall into these roles. And we are not any better today than they were then. <laughs> no, it's true. A lot of people believe in different kinds of conspiracy theories, yeah, including the Illuminati. They did a recent poll, and almost 30% of Americans believe in the Illuminati. Well, maybe there's a good reason for that. I think Agent Ether is going to talk about modern Illuminati in just a moment. I'm almost done through these notes here. But yeah, they I mean, they might still be out there. They might still be under underground. A lot of people think that they are. A lot of people associate them with the NWO, or maybe it's just still a secret organization. Maybe they're devil worshipers. Uh, there's, I mean, there's a lot of different theories. For example, one that I ran into was that Stephen Greer, the UFO guy, is an Illuminati asset. This is by Sanjuro on Above Top Secret Forums. And the idea is that Greer has friends in high places, uh, his disclosure pro uh, project was apparently funded by the Rockefellers. Was it? I don't know. And he's friends with the Clintons, who are definitely in the Illuminati. Therefore, his disclosure push was actually some kind of front for the Illuminati or something like that. So that's, you know, one of the theories I ran into. <laughs> so, I mean, that's pretty much, in a nutshell, that's the history of the Illuminati. There is quite a lot more to it, like way more to it than that, but I didn't want to spend too much time on it, so that's the short, short, short version. But all right, Agent Ether looked into some modern conspiracies involving the Illuminati. Why don't you hit us up with that, Agent Ether? Yeah, and I just want to have a conversation, really, about what the Illuminati is today. What does the Illuminati mean to you? Today. Well, if you'd like to join... There is an official website. Oh, they have a website. They have a website. It's www.illuminatiofficial.org. Oh, official. Official. Okay. Here you can learn about the organization, and of course, you can buy official Illuminati items, such as talismans, like necklaces and stuff. Hmm. Very much follows New World Order beliefs, such as global unification and utopian values. Lots of like essays on there that you can read, history, some YouTube videos. And I quote, the Illuminati is an elite organization of world leaders business authorities, innovators, artists, and other influential members of this planet. Do you know why they're not Illuminati.com? Why? I do, because I just checked it. That actually redirects to Illuminati, the game of conspiracy, the game I started the episode <laughs> off with. <laughs> so that's why the Illuminati, you know, if the Illuminati were so powerful, you think they'd be able to nab that website. Yeah, know? with all their money and their influence. <laughs> yeah. So they exist to protect the integrity of their plan against those who would seek to destroy it. Hmm. They are compelled to leave questions unanswered, however so that their members can perform their duties in secret. Hmm. So they can't tell you what's going on, because it would ruin the master plan. But they'll sell you some merchandise. They'll sell you some merch. In fact, there's an image of a girl, um, I think it's like an Instagram post or on Twitter, and she's holding this really very fancy, elaborate-looking document. It's all like embossed and stuff, and it says she's taken the pledge. So I think if you join, you get this document you can sign that's like the pledge for the Illuminati. Do you have to sell your soul for like 80 billion years? I don't know. I didn't want to put in my email address. I, I had fear in my heart. I think yeah. you should put in the podcast's email address and see what happens. Well, I have to use that email address. I can't have the <laughs> Illuminati taking it over. <laughs> Who knows what will happen? They'll actually listen yeah. to your podcast. My computer might explode. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe they'll hit me with orbital mind control lasers. That's, I don't know if I've ever said that on the show before, but sometimes I'll joke about orbital mind control lasers. That's actually one of the cards in Illuminati, the card game. <laughs> Who knew? I didn't know that. I did, because I played the game. 
So there's a lot of references with pop culture in the Illuminati. For example, I think it was in 2015, Madonna had an album uh, called The Illuminati. And in an interview, she claimed to know who they were. Hmm. Huh. Interesting. Madonna. And uh, some QAnon-level conspiracies here regarding Beyonce and the Illuminati helping her rise to fame. Very interesting. Well, she's got some almost satanic dance moves there. She can move. Does she really? Yeah. Oh, my God. She makes her girls practice like 14 hours a day. I was reading about it. She's like a slave driver. Wow. Dang. To get their moves like just right in their music videos and stuff. I don't actually know much about her. Not not really my jam. She she did that song. Um, if you like it, then you should have put a ring on it. Okay, I've heard that. You've one. heard everybody's heard that one. Yeah, it's yeah. quite a jingle. And the reason that it sticks in your head is because it's satanic. It's satanic. Yeah. Okay. So that makes sense. So there you go. Some other uh, modern conspiracies. I like this one. The Illuminati are controlling society through debt. You know, you talk about the Illuminati being made of, like, the top members of society. To some people, that means the top 1% of the 1% who hold the wealth of the country. Mm -hmm. So, the rich, the very rich and powerful are the top members of the Illuminati. And since our GDP has to be ever-increasing to support our economic model and consumers have to keep spending, they're going to create these debt policies, which are just going to bring money up to the upper echelons. In order to do this, they have to have control of the Federal Reserve. They're to blame for the 2008 economic collapse and create purposefully recessions and inflation to control the population. Wow, that's quite elaborate. It is very elaborate. Um, So what else do we have? This was great. The Super 13. There are 13 families tied by blood that control everyone, and I saw them referred to as super powerful individuals or SPI. Hmm. Okay. I haven't heard that one before. The weirdest theory about this group I saw was that they actually have bloodlines originating from Satan Hmm. that branch off into 13 families. So they're all related by satanic blood. Okay. Again, 1% of the 1%, but they keep their lines pure by interbreeding. Ew. I know. (laughs) They include such names as the Rothschilds, Rockefellers, Kennedys. So I can talk a little bit more about each of these families. I love this stuff. So you have the Astor family, which represents some of the wealthiest people in recent history. Um, Their names date back to the 1700s. Uh, Notably, one may have died on the Titanic, and there's like some conspiracy theories surrounding uh, their death on the Titanic. We also have the Bundy family. Have you heard of the Bundy family? Like Al Bundy? No. The Bundy family has a lot of ties to American government. They have several members in the Skull and Bones fraternity. Ooh. We should do an episode on them. But uh, yeah, they're involved, supposedly the Bundy family is involved in the CIA, the Manhattan Project, and they funded, let's see, the Council on Foreign Relations, which some people believe is an Illuminati-founded council. Yeah, actually, I did run across that one. Yeah, Yeah, Council on Foreign Relations. We also have the Collins family, uh, the DuPont family, who are big in the name of American industry. Oh, yeah. I'm sure everybody knows who DuPont is. Big into Freemasonry, too. They have connections to Freemasonry as well. Yeah. We also have the Freeman family. Uh, Let's see. And the Kennedys. Okay. Naturally, the Kennedys. Lots of Kennedys in politics. Mm -hmm. JFK being an Illuminati-controlled president. So, was he a puppet or is he in the bloodline? Was he... Was he assassinated? Was he assassinated, right? He wasn't doing what he was supposed to? Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of conspiracy theories surrounding the JFK assassination. And we also have an Eastern family name, the Li family. It's in, it's in China. And uh, I guess he was a prime minister, and he was central to the westernization of China. He holds fortunes in real estate and manufacturing, so definitely one of the 1% of the 1%. We have the Onassis family over in Europe. They're into like 
Greek shipping, the Reynolds family tobacco. Reynolds Company, R.J. Reynolds, was Mm -hmm. into tobacco, so very old money there. Lots of ties to the occult and Satanism. And you're going to see that a lot, the Illuminati and Satanism links. Right. And actually, I've seen quite a few posts, well, well, uh, where, excuse me, quite a few posts where they'll show a celebrity doing like a satanic symbol. For example, this one. Have you seen this one, Agent Ether? Yeah, I was going to talk a little bit about the different um, Illuminati symbols. Yeah, they'll throw these hand signs that are supposed to be satanic. But if you've taken notes on it, why don't you hit us with those? Okay, well, I have a few here. I'd say I have 10 Illuminati symbols. And when a celebrity or someone famous or someone in power throws the symbol Every conspiracy theorist on the planet points and goes, aha, gotcha, told you. Told you so. Even though I think it's more like flashing like a peace sign or an okay sign, like people are doing it to have a good time. They're doing selfies with it, you know, somebody in like, somebody from uh, like Huff Huff Magazine is like, hey, throw throw me the rock sign. And they do and they get their picture snaps. So yeah, but the. The one that's the peace sign, it's not just the peace sign. Or I know. Not, okay, okay, go ahead, go ahead. I know. So, the, the number one, I have the rock sign, which is the pyramid or the eye of a pyramid. It's kind of like that triangle shape. So, people will make a triangle with their, with their fingers, like holding out their palms and touching thumbs and index fingers together to form a triangle. Jay-Z is known for throwing up this sign and he's actually like a lot of people think he is at the top of the Illuminati, like the Illuminati prince. Well, he would be modern day, yeah, he'd be like a modern day aristocracy or whatever, right? There's there's pictures of Christina Aguilera. I see Rihanna, Beyonce, all throwing up the symbol. I love it. This I mean, this is modern day American royalty, pretty much, right? There's also you can do the symbol in reverse. So instead of holding your palms forward, you can hold your palms towards you. Now, I think this is a resting pose. Like when you're holding your your thumbs and your index finger kind of towards you and you're holding it into a triangle symbol in like a photograph, I just, I feel like it's a resting pose. But some people see it as a symbol of power and the Illuminati. Well, it depends on how it's done. If it's done in a way that wouldn't happen by accident, then that does look a little weird. Yeah, but I think it's a pose. Like when you pose yeah. for a photo, you do certain things. Women will put their hand on their hip or you'll cross your arms. I don't know. It's, but people of power do pose like this. It's called the Merkel route um, because German Chancellor Angela Merkel uses it as her trademark sign. And there's also pictures of people like um, Adolf Hitler. And in that movie... Um, the Matrix, they have Morpheus when he's explaining everything to Neo, he's using the the uh, reverse triangle. Oh, weird. Yeah. Probably that on has, purpose. On that purpose. has to be on purpose. And like you were saying, the okay sign isn't actually the okay sign because of how the other fingers are spread out. It's actually forming a 666. Right. The and triple six. This, this is what I mean, like, if they're doing it in a way that wouldn't happen normally. Like, like when I see pictures that are cited, they don't, they're not just doing the okay sign. The okay, okay sign would typically be like your fingers would be together, but they'll spread their fingers apart and they'll look through the circle with right. their eye. Because they're, it's the eye of Lucifer. Exactly, yeah. So that's, I mean, that's real specific and it is kind of weird. It is kind of weird looking. I will say that. Whether or not they're just goofing around or they are devil worshippers, I don't know. You'd have to know those people. I don't know. It's, there's a lot of celebs who do it. Everyone from like Emma Watson, who's definitely not a, de- a devil worshipper. Well, to Justin, that you know of. To Justin Timberlake. Like everybody's throwing it. There's also El Diablo, the devil's horns. Um, which a lot of presidents will throw, which which is like you put your, it looks like a bowl. You take your two middle fingers and you hold your thumb over them with your little index and ring fingers pointing up like a bowl. Right, yeah. So apparently not only is it the sign for the University of Texas, but it's an Illuminati or occultist symbol. Hmm. What else do we have here? We also have 
the hidden eye or eye of Lucifer, where you cover your eye with one hand and only one eye remains visible. I don't think I've seen that one. Like this. I'll show you. It's like this. (laughs) (laughs) It's just, I'm like, okay, if you say so, like, all right. Yeah. All right. We also have different Masonic handshakes. Not so secret, but uh, different kinds of handshakes can also be associated with the Illuminati. Apparently, there's five grips and seven signs. Hmm. Yeah, I, I just think that's so weird that they only got so far with the Illuminati, you know, the founder. And at some point, he's like, ah, I ran out of ideas. Let's just go rip off the Masons, you know. It's so hilarious. I mean, so the Masons and the Illuminati, you know, the Illuminati basically is the Masons, just a sect of the Masons, I guess. And then some people say the V for victory is actually an Illuminati sign, uh, specifically a sign of Satan, hmm. because it represents the horns of the demon. Horns. Okay. Horns when you're doing it. Yeah. It can also represent Vulcan, the ancient god of fire and destruction. Yeah, why not? can also represent Chevron, the symbol of wrath and destruction. So V for victory in war rather than in in peace. So that's kind of that's kind of interesting. There's some other ones too, but those are the other ones are less uh, interesting and believable. So those were like the main ones which I thought were right. which I thought were interesting. And so. you do see a lot of those in, you know, celebrities using those in various places. Which is pretty interesting. Like a lot of these are things that you do deliberately. They wouldn't happen by accident, right? Yeah. Like you have to put your hands into those positions on right, purpose. Right, right. So if those things do have some sort of association, why would you do it on purpose? I don't know. It's kind of weird. You're just having good old fun. Yeah. Now I kind of want to do it on purpose and like post it on Facebook. You're just going to throw out a good old 666 there, you know, no big deal. I I don't know. (laughs) I saw, I saw dozens of, when I looked at it, I saw dozens of celebs throwing up the sign. Yeah. Well, and the, you know, the worshipers of Alistair Crowley are still alive and well. There's still plenty of them out there. And that's apparently where the 666 comes from is him. Although I'm not sure. I haven't done a deep dive on that one, but that's what I've heard. So it could be related to that as well and not just the Illuminati. And of course, we have the Bilderberg Group. Of course. Can't mention the Illuminati without talking about how this group meets annually and is a shadow government discussing issues such as overpopulation and how to build wealth. Well, I mean, how how can you say that they're not? <laughs> they kind of are. They kind of are. Um, are they a secret order known as the Illuminati? I don't know. Are they a secret order? Uh, not so secret. They're not secret, but then again, they don't let anybody into their meetings. They don't let journalists. They don't let regular people. It's a very closed kind of a situation. Yeah, for sure. When maybe so, it shouldn't be. If they're not doing secret stuff, why don't they let anybody in there? Why don't they televise their meetings, you know? Like, like they, I'll see Spanish. Yeah, why don't they go C-SPAN on there, you know? Because they're talking about stuff they don't want people to know about. That's why. We haven't done the Bilderberg Group. We should do one. We should. That. Yeah. It's on the list. It is definitely on the list, for sure. They have a little more leftist field sort of conspiracy theories. For example, the cloning conspiracy, where the Illuminati is actually cloning and replacing famous people. Oh, I like that. Yeah, I don't know how they're doing it. I just ran across that. And I was like, okay, so they're not really people. And that kind of actually ties into um, aliens are Illuminati or behind the Illuminati. Oh, and the aliens have some sort of agenda. Yes, exactly. Not unlike in the X-Files. What is that agenda? Um, we don't know. It's a secret. Oh, it's it's too foreign and alien for us to understand. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's out of this world. There's also like stuff on the internet about uh, the Illuminati having like agents trained in hand-to-hand combat, ready to disperse crowds by any means necessary once the New World Order is put into play. Like they're just like recruiting large groups to form their own military. I don't know. You don't need hand-to-hand combat when you have like guns and tasers and pepper spray, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean... You can you can only do so much against armed guards, you know. And then I have you heard of the five fingers, which with which the Illuminati 
Oh my God. Have you heard of the five fingers for which the Illuminati maintains its grip on the world? Nope. Okay. You got a secretive master cult check, control of the central bank, Freemasonry, the intelligence community or CIA. And are you ready for the last one? Uh, hit, hit You're never going to guess it. Okay. The mafia. Oh, the mafia. The mafia. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, the mafia, I don't know about these days, but they definitely had a lot of power at one point. I mean, you know, like the JFK assassination where they killed uh, Lee Harvey Oswald, for example. So there's, yeah, there's a lot of stuff on the interwebs, a lot of people who claim to be defectors. I used to be in the Illuminati, and this is my story. And they oh will go into specifics about... You know, iconic figures being in the Illuminati, what they were like, satanic rituals that were performed when they were part of the Illuminati. Some of them are a little out there, especially the ones where the Illuminati are like pawns of Satan. They're the dark Illuminati. There's a lot of ties to end times. But in the end, these people say God will prevail. So it doesn't matter what the Illuminati's agenda is. Because at the end of it all, it's it's all for naught because they're gonna lose. Hmm. Okay. Well, you know that you just reminded me. I saw of I don't know, like a month or two ago, I saw on YouTube a video of Angelina Jolie when she was younger. Yeah. Talking about a uh, some sort of occult ritual that she had participated in. Really. And uh, she's very specific about the things that happened in this ritual. That uh, I don't want to say because it was pretty icky, but um, you know she talked about it, you know, and then it was it was pretty weird, you know. I yeah. don't think she said Illuminati specifically, but she seemed to be genuine. It was definitely not an acting role; it was just her talking normally. And I don't know if they were just joking, but she seemed like serious, like this is something that actually happened. So I don't know, pretty creepy. And remember in the past, like her and her husband was Billy Bob. Didn't they wear vials of each other's blood around their necks or something like I that? I don't know. Like, Stars are so weird. I kind of just like gloss over all yeah. of that stuff. Yeah, but I mean, there's like weird stuff out there and it wouldn't surprise me. I'll <laughs> just say that <laughs> if, uh, you know, if some of this stuff ended up being true. Yeah, so uh, that is what I have for Modern Conspiracies. Just went over, you know, the interwebs to see what was out there, what people oh. were thinking about the Illuminati. But that, that is just a brief window into what exists, to what people think and yeah. that are ties to the Illuminati. But definitely the biggest theme I saw was the New World Order references. Right. New World Order and devil worshiping. Devil worshiping yeah. for sure. Yeah. And the dark Illuminati. Yeah. That is just a little tiny snippet. If if you can think of a topic, it's probably been tied to the Illuminati and some kind of conspiracy right. theory at Bohemian some point. Bohemian Grove. Yeah. New World Order, Freemasonry. Yeah. All, all tied to the Illuminati. Yeah. It's, Those are definitely the big ones. The assassination of JFK, Satanism, right? Yeah. Are we missing any of the big ones? I think that's the big one. But I mean, yeah, basically, the, the idea is that there's a secret group of people controlling things at the highest level, you know? Now, why do you think, because this topic seems to come up again and again, that people do believe in this secret order? It's like some sort of psychological thing to where, you know, you, you have a small sect of people who are like, well, no, there's... There's someone in control because it's funny to me because obviously there's someone in control and those are the wealthy. Do right. they do they have a secret plot? I, I think it's to take our money. They want my money. Well, to stay in power. <laughs> stay in power and take my money. Uh, and it's not, there's a difference. It's not just people who are wealthy, but there's a specific subset of wealthy people who are extremely wealthy and also want to have power over other people. You know, it's not, yeah. I want to be clear, it's not all people who are successful and have built some wealth for themselves. There's just a very small subset of those people who also want power over others. And I think that's what we're talking about. But I think the reason is because there are secret societies, you know, like the Freemasons, that the Freemasons are a real thing. And it goes back a long time, many, many prominent 
leaders have been Freemasons. Or like you mentioned earlier, the skull and bones. That's a real thing, and they do stuff behind closed doors. For shame. What do they do? I don't know. They're probably just a frat party. Who knows? But on the other hand, an awful lot of influential people have gone through secret societies like that. There's a bunch of them. It's not just the skull and bones. There's a ton of those things. So, I mean, there's this, there's a strange thing where these secret societies are absolutely a real thing. But what exactly does that mean? Right. And how much does it spiral away from the truth? Like, yeah, government is too involved in our lives. And yes, the rich and powerful have too much power. Um, but at what point do you say, well, how secret is the society and how much of a new world order are they trying to impose and how global is it? Well, if you look at world events, I mean, even during our lifetime, when we were younger, it was difficult to afford a house. Now it's damn near impossible, you know? Yeah, but the accumulation of wealth is one thing, you know, saying that it's because of a new world order idea or because, you know, there's these 13 bloodlines. Like those are one's extreme, you know, it's kind of extreme right. to me. Yeah, but we've gone towards, it used to be a long time ago that you could just get a job, buy a house, live your life, not a big deal. Even probably buy a vacation house if you wanted to. But these days, it's almost impossible for people to even just buy a house. So we've gone from being financially free to being financially enslaved, Right. I don't know. There's been a lot of periods in history where people were financially enslaved, and I think shorter periods in history where people had financial freedom. And we did have these brief years of financial freedom, but we also had a lot of years in America where people did not have money. You know, if you think back to like... Yeah, but the we did a whole episode on the creation of the Federal Reserve, which was absolutely was a conspiracy, but... It was different even before that. People may not have been, um, you know, average, the average person was not wealthy, but the average person did have financial freedom. Whereas now, these days, everybody is trapped in a cycle of debt. Almost everybody is trapped in a cycle of debt these days. And I think that that lends itself very well to conspiracy theories. Are there people pulling the strings behind the scenes? Absolutely there are. But, you know, is that some sort of secret society? I don't know. If it is, nobody's ever going to know about it because they're not going to admit to it. Because it's a secret. Because it's a secret, right. But just think about this. One of these ideas that uh, certain occult ideas is that words themselves are magic. For example, they convince you, the banks convince people that in order to build credit, you need to take out debt, Right. So from a very young age, we're convincing people to build up credit card debt using words, using nothing but words. We get people to do something against their own self-interest. That is the magic of words. So is there, I don't know, it, like we could go on and on all night about this, but the point is, is that like, there are some really strange things that happen. For example, getting people to do stuff against their own strange interest or own self-interest, um, you know, getting people trapped in these cycles of debt or whatever. But, you know, I guess we can never really prove anything. Um, I don't know about the cycles of debt. That's psychological, too. You know, people, like, let's say in the early 1900s, like, a, a whole family, like, a couple of families would live in an apartment with, like, a shared bathroom. And now, you know, it is expensive, to afford your own apartment, but like, let's say in where we're living up in Sonoma County, it's a very nice apartment, you know, compared well, to yeah. like the night or the projects. If you think about the projects and you're talking about financial freedom, you know, I think it's part of this like American dream. And to some extent, I think it's an illusion. Oh, yeah. If you look at statistically, the American dream is more or less a myth. Yeah. You know, of course. Of course, there are lots of people who work hard and, you know, pull themselves up from poverty and stuff. But by and large, most people stay in the class to which they're born. That's just kind of how it goes. Right. So if you're middle class, you'll probably stay middle class. Right. If you're wealthy, you'll get generational inheritances, yay, and you'll stay wealthy. Yeah. It's, I mean, yeah. 
it's a lot easier to make money when you already got money, you know? That's true. But I don't know. It's a whole other episode. But yeah, I mean, there are, I don't know. I think there, there are definitely secret societies and there is evidence that there are people who do practice the occult. But, you know, these people don't make this an open thing. So you never know. Even open secret societies like the Freemasons, they don't tell you what the secrets are. They have secrets and you don't know what they are. You know? I have secrets. And there's a lot of Freemasons out there. What are your secrets? I'm not telling because they're secret. Oh, damn it. (laughs) (laughs) I guess we could wrap this one up about now. Uh, As far as I'm concerned, like as far as the Illuminati specifically, it does look pretty conclusively like they ended a long time ago and more modern secret societies. Some of them have adopted the name and (laughs) they even claim to have ties to the original Illuminati, which seemed doubtful. But at some point, does it really matter if they're directly descended or if the power of an idea carries through and somebody else adopts that down the, down the road? You know, At some point, I guess, the secret society is still alive because people want it to be. That was very well articulated. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What do you think, Agent Ether? Um, I suppose, considering its origins, I find it very unlikely that from there it spread around the world. Because if it, and if it had, it seems almost like it's too elite, right? If you're talking about like a new world order, but it's spreading from this one place, but it's this very exclusive group. It just, it doesn't make sense to me. It'd be the Illuminati. Um, Like you said, I do think there's secret orders and I do believe they're, you know, exist groups who only have their own self-interests in mind and are wealthy and powerful. But as far as the Illuminati goes, uh, I'm doubtful. Yeah. And, you know, like I said, when I was talking about the history, they actually started off as their own thing, but they basically became a part of the Freemasons. So the Illuminati pretty much were the Freemasons and the Freemasons, they're still here. Like I said, there's one right down the street from here. Well, not right down, maybe like a 10 minute drive, but it's in town. It's right. It's right there. We could drive to it right now and knock on their door. I don't know if I'm welcome or not. Yeah, do they have well, do they have female members now? I bet they do. Some of some of the some of the lodges allow female members these days. Some of them do not, from what I understand. Again, I haven't done the deep dive, but some of them do. Some of them do not. It just depends on which one you're living near. But I mean, the Illuminati was the Freemasons, so the Freemasons are still here. So you could argue that the Illuminati are still here as part of the Freemasons. I don't know. Uh, you know, it's and and when they dissolved the Illuminati, the people who were Freemasons, most of them still stayed Freemasons. Like they didn't stop being Masons. I guess the women have their own Freemasonry. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, and it was founded in 1913. Will they let men in? No, it is exclusive to women, but of any race or religion. <laughs> <laughs> well. You know, that makes sense because if, you know, the Masons don't want women, they make up their own, right? That's right. Job's daughters or something like that, says the Unforgiven Asian. All right. Well, thanks everybody so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Uh, If you enjoyed the show, you could really help us out by leaving us a good review wherever you listen to podcasts, subscribing to the show. And uh, recommending us to your friends and family. Yeah, recommending us to your friends and family. Yeah, Yeah, I forgot that one. All right. And until next time. Keep it strange.